hot cuppa and relax. It's Afternoon Karak with Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atia On Pulse 95. We spoke about the most anticipated movies of 2022 and yesterday the most anticipated video games of 2022. Now we delve deep into the most anticipated TV shows of 2022. Kicking it off with the most anticipated, at least for myself, that is Peacemaker on HBO Max. It's actually coming out not too far away because it's going to be coming out on the 13th of January. And the reason why I'm looking forward to it, despite the fact that I do not really care that much about the Peacemaker in Suicide Squad, is because of that teaser trailer we got last time. And that they did a really good job in hyping us up for it. And among other sort of superhero TV shows that we're also anticipating happens to be Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. But that we need to wait a little bit longer for the release date because Disney has been shifting a lot of those Marvel movies and also just Disney shows and movies all around. And we're not too sure when it's going to be coming out, but we do know it's going to be coming out in 2022. Along with Miss Marvel, we also have Moon Knight as well as She-Hulk. Disney Plus ain't uh, stopping the MCU uh, train, you could say. So the hype is real. Definitely excited for these new additions to the MCU uh, timeline as well. For me, my highly anticipated series has to be Amazon Prime's upcoming The Lord of the Rings series. So much mystery behind this show. I don't know what to expect. I'm anxious, but I'm worried as a as an you know lifetime fan. I've been watching their Wheels of Time series, and uh, it's 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 somewhat underwhelming. And I'm kind of worried. I'm like, okay, if this is the kind of quality we're getting, I don't know what to expect from this Lord of the Rings. But it's coming out in September, and again, I'm just I'm just managing my expectations here. As you usual, know. you need to just wait and see. Yes. And in terms of <laughs> fantasy, we also have. House of the Dragon, which is sort of a prequel for the Game of Thrones series, coming out on HBO also to be announced. But let's move back to Disney Plus because there also we have two Star Wars uh, series in the works. One of them is Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's going to be coming out. This one coming out very, very soon because you've been getting teasers and trailers for the past couple of weeks. As for Andor, we're not too sure when that is coming out. And Andor is going to be following the story of Cassian Andor, who is a spy, all the way back from Rogue One. In my opinion, one of the best ever sort of Star Wars projects that were ever created. It is such a good movie. So if you want to brush up on who is Cassian Andor, maybe check that out. Also, video game adaptations, uh, Paramount Plus's uh, Halo series, live action series. Have we, as we guys told you before, this is not going to be based on the core canon that you guys know from the video game franchise, but rather its own separate silver timeline. So I'm excited for this one, as well as another a lifetime fan of The Last of Us mm -hmm. coming out to HBO Max. A huge budget involved. Even the co-creator of the original video game got involved as well. We've only seen some snippets here and there. We know the official cast. But besides that, um, again, managing my expectations for this show. And finally, let's move on to Netflix. I mean... 
how can we talk about TV shows without Netflix? It doesn't make any sense. Netflix is going to be coming back with another season of Stranger Things, Stranger Things 4. They did promise it's going to be coming out this year. Is this the finale? Good question. Mm. We don't know. We don't even know the date either, but we do know it's coming out in 2022. And of course, the Sparrows. The Sparrows are going to be um, debuting on Netflix in season three of the Umbrella Academy. They've been teasing us more and more, which means that it's going to be my guess. It's going to be coming out maybe around May, June, July, seeing us the with the whole the pacing of their previews and the teaser trailer and the promotion. Like the marketing has started, so you could tell us we're getting there. Somewhere around five, six months from now. And of course, this show, goodness, I've been dying to watch this. The Sandman, it's, it's the adaptation of Neil Gaiman's uh, well-known story, the comic story. We got that amazing teaser trailer not too long ago. And I cannot wait for this one. And also so much more. Apparently, as you guys can see and can tell, we don't know many dates in comparison to the movies and the video games we spoke about yesterday. So as usual, we need to, this is the motto of Afternoon Karak, wait and see. But we don't need to wait and see too much or too long about the upcoming PlayStation VR 2 experience. Because yesterday, or let's say this morning, according to our time zone they kind of gave us a little glimpse into the future of the upcoming device and they announced a teaser trailer from for a game that we did not see coming for said device coming up next right here on the afternoon karak Sony is kind of um, holding a lot of fans, you know, by a thread right now because they're dying to know more and more about the VR headset, especially the upcoming generation. So they kind of gave them sort of like a, a message telling them that it's okay, we're working on them. Kind of also announcing that, you know, it's officially in the works. It is okay. It's going to be happening very soon. And they also gave us a small teaser of an upcoming game and it's going to be from the Horizon Zero Dawn slash Horizon, what is the name? I keep forgetting. Horizon Zero Dawn, w- w- Forbidden West. Forbidden West, yes. Yeah. Guys, it's it's a struggle trying to differentiate between these two titles. I mean, you were struggling yesterday. We've been struggling since the day it was announced. So again, Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West, and now we have a VR experience for Horizon. So, uh, in uh, in the recent in, in the recent consumer electronic uh, showcase, Sony actually had their own presentation, and they were talking a little bit about the confirmed next-gen PlayStation VR headset. They're calling it strictly PlayStation VR 2, and I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they yet to showcase the headset. The controller that they showed before is going to be called the Sense controller, and uh, they talked a little bit. Uh, in the technical side about the specifications of what you can expect from the controller as well as the headset everything from uh, support it will be supporting haptic feedback is strictly going to be only for the playstation 5 there's going to be eye tracking technology 4k hdr for those who are familiar with it and also 90 to 100 uh, sort of refresh refresh rates uh, which means that it's going to be playing at very high fps Mm -hmm. and uh, all sorts of other 
technical, tech-savvy terms, but it just seems like this is going to be a fully-fledged, upgraded uh, device for the PlayStation 5, and a nice way to sort of put the icing on the sort of the icing on the cake. They revealed their first ever exclusive VR experience from Guerrilla Studios. It is Horizon Call of the Mountain. Do you think it was sort of a way to get the fans to calm down and stop asking questions? A little bit, yeah. Because I but don't if think anything, it just now it's getting them a little bit riled up because it's like, wait, a little bit, yeah. So are you? Are, does this mean that you're getting some of your biggest first-person studios to do a VR counterpart of some kind, mm-hmm. you know, for their biggest games? So what does that mean for Naughty Dog? What it could mean for Santa Monica? You know, are we all getting a VR mode or specific, you know, experience? A, v- a spinoff from the biggest franchises from Sony? I think it was about time that they do something similar because if you ever think about the Sony's, uh, P- the PSVR in general, you never really think of any of those AAA games creating something catered towards it. Yes, we've had Resident Evil. There was a Resident Evil VR experience. Yeah. But usually when you think of VR, you think, oh, some random indie game or maybe something horror-esque and that is it. But for them to connect it, you're absolutely right. It just shows that there is a lot to look forward to in the future. But also it was their way to calm people down because they didn't really showcase or tell people anything beyond some very bare minimum specifications about the upcoming device especially since we did not even get any release date for either the game or the headset but for now that is good enough i guess for the fans there is reports that sony could be now uh, going into mass production for this vr device um when will we be able to see the headset probably my theory is june right around yeah. the time when e3 is around and mm-hmm. they also kind of want to flex a little bit around that time. They might do it. But uh, again, we all have to wait until their uh, future state of play showcase. Absolutely. We don't need to wait too long to hear or talk about this very interesting experience. This one is going to be concerned with a Swedish film festival that's going to be showcasing three very big movies. And they're going to be playing around or experimenting with mass audience hypnosis very creepy very interesting very weird coming up next right here on the afternoon karak if you liked this episode of afternoon karak drop a like and subscribe be sure to follow us on instagram for all our daily updates and top stories